Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. It is another sunny day in Philadelphia. (laughs) <laughs> what's that what's the show again what's that it's always called? sunny in philadelphia. it's always sunny in philadelphia that's right yeah yeah it has been very sunny in philadelphia it's been very hot in philadelphia um and let me tell you for the for the first like this morning actually no it was last night my lower back started hurting for the first time oh no i have we this, were like, just talking about that yesterday we were me and you were Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we were. We were. Yeah. And I, I have this like pregnancy belt. It's like a stretchy kind of support that you like strap around you and you put under your bump and it kind of holds your bump up. So I've been wearing that this morning. But like, yeah, I was just, like waddling around the neighborhood today <laughs> because I couldn't really like work out the way I have been. So I've just been trying to like when I feel like that, I've been trying to walk. Um, But so hot. And I don't know, guys. I'm just in, like, a grumpy mood. I'm just in a grumpy mood. That's okay. Yeah. You are allowed to be in a grumpy mood. You are eight months pregnant. Yeah. You are hella pregnant. So can we see the bump? Yeah. Oh, not happy about it. Let's see it. I don't know why. Whenever I show it here, like, it doesn't. You look so cute. You look beautiful. Thanks. Um, Yeah, I'm just like, I was telling Ambie this yesterday. I'm just like having emotions about, this is so me too. If you ask my parents, I've been like this since I've been little. I I know, I'm sure other pregnant women go through this, but like I have literally been this way since I've been little where like if I'm enjoying something, I don't want it to change. Like even if the change is going to be something really cool. I'm like, no, but who says I'm going to like that that one? I, I like this one, you know? And I yeah. really enjoyed being pregnant so much, so much more than I thought I would. And um, I guess I'm starting to realize that this is, like, coming to an end. And, like, <laughs> I'm not going to get the special treatment anymore. <laughs> well, not- I was upset about that, too. That's okay. I remember you That's saying- normal. Yeah. Okay. And – and, like, I don't know. There's just, like, I just like being pregnant. I like, Everybody's like. Everybody's so much nicer when you're pregnant. Everyone is. They really are. They're like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Let me get out of your way. And you're yeah. like, that's right. Yeah. Bum coming through. Yeah. <laughs> and then Especially the you have the baby, they're like, get the fuck out of the way, yeah. you piece of shit. And you're yeah, like, they're okay, like, cool. They're like, shut that baby up. 
<laughs> Why don't you look perfect again? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Thanks. I think I'm just going to, you know how like you still kind of look pregnant after you have the baby? Yeah. I, I'm probably going to be really happy when people are like, oh, like, you know, I'm going to mooch off. Maybe I'll just stay a little like chubby. You know <laughs> Maybe I'll just like find a way to like keep that belly right there. So people just keep thinking I'm Nobody pregnant. Nobody knows if you're pregnant or not. Yeah. That's the funniest shit I have Wait. ever heard. <laughs> Wait, what if I went so far as to, okay, so like I couldn't do that naturally with food or something. So what if I just like found, like I got a prosthetic belly and I just became that woman that's obsessed with being pregnant all the time. (laughs) And people are like, haven't you been pregnant for like three years? Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? But do any minute now. Gaslight everybody all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, you're wrong. I yeah. haven't. I've been yeah. pregnant seven months. Yeah, yeah. How <laughs> dare you comment on my body? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, shit, I, bet you there's, I bet you there's someone out there that's done that. Oh, I- I'm sure someone has done that. I'm sure. That's like, that reminds me of like Munchausen syndrome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Where you, you keep someone Like, I'm sick. sure there's someone out there. Yeah, you keep someone sick to take care of them, essentially. Yeah. So I'm sure that there's someone out there like that because that shit, I mean, it's funny, but like also probably happens. That could be a TV show. I'd watch oh, that TV show. Oh, it makes show. me think of My Strange Addiction. Yes. Where people like eat their couches and stuff or they're married yeah. to like um, blow, up, blow up animals. What? Cars. One of the episodes, this guy was fucking his car. <laughs> At the exhaust pipe? <laughs> was it the exhaust pipe? Oh my god, that's no, so dangerous. He would get under the car, the front of the car, and like hump and it. Hump like it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my what god. And I'm sure that that's like a thing where people are in love with inanimate objects. I'm yeah, sure it is. It is. No, it, it definitely and is feeling like the subject of our discussion, this is a nice transition into this. But oh, uh yeah, it is, it is. It but is. um we're not making fun of people. Maybe a little bit. We might be a little bit. I mean. Yeah. We're not here to kink shame anyone. <laughs> if you want to get it on with your car, you get it on with your car. I can't even I can't even be serious about it. I'm so sorry. I know it's fucked up. I'm a bad person and it's fine. And I'll listen. own that. I'll listen. own that. Listen. I am not sympathetic to people fucking their car. <laughs> I think, okay, maybe maybe in 2022 we're not allowed to joke about that. I was about to be like, I think we can joke about someone having sex with their car, but then I'm like, maybe maybe we can't. Maybe, maybe not. That's, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the rules are today, but. Um, Gen hey, Z, let us know. Yeah, yeah, Gen Z, you let us know. <laughs> um, Get together and send us an email. Yeah, yeah, you guys seem to know what, what the fuck's up. Um, yeah. So, oh, wait, by the way, can we give Gen Z a really, a, just a quick shout out for, um, we've talked on this podcast a few times since everything with Roe v. Wade about how um, Florida, Ambie, you were talking about this, how Florida. I hate Florida. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Florida is the worst right now. Sorry, all of my family that lives there. Um, but how they passed a, what was it? Like a high school. Oh, okay. So hmm, there's a, I don't know if it's a like statewide legislation yeah. or if it's just in the school district. But essentially, uh, there was a rule that came out that if any students are transgender or um, identify 
identifying the LGBTQ community, that what they're going to do if there's like um, a camping, sporting, overnight, any kind of event like that, they are going to send a mass email to their family and the other student members and basically out them. So yeah. this obviously doesn't need to be said, but I will say it, this can have life-threatening repercussions for the people that are being outed. So what uh, Gen Z has done, which I know what you're gonna say next, do you wanna share or do you want me to? I wanted to share because I got so excited. Go ahead, go ahead. You okay, do. so Gen Z, like the fucking renegades they are, I love them. <laughs> fucking love you, Gen Z. Go ahead, that's same the thing. team. We always, we always, I feel like I always look at these news stories through the eyes of like what I went through in high school and like the high schoolers I went to school with. And I'm like, oh no, you know, like because the high schoolers I went to school with were not conscious whatsoever. And the um, high schoolers I went to school with were not conscious, but we did band together and blackmail a teacher. Go ahead, I'll tell that story. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, Gen Z um, basically said, okay, well, if you guys are going to impose this policy, then we're going to make it so that you're going to, if you're going to target one of us, you're going to target all of us. So they all told the school that they're gay. <laughs> they all, every single person said, I'm gay. The whole student body yeah. came out yeah. and said that they're gay. So they basically like backlogged the system, making the system obsolete. Yeah, the system and is completely obsolete, obsolete because what are you going to do? Email and say, well, the whole everybody's is gay. gay. Exactly. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Good job, Gen Z. Good job. Way to, way to fuck, fuck with the system. Fuck with the man. What were you going to say about blackmailing teachers? Oh, yeah. So this teacher that I had in high school, he would always, like, it was uh, civics. And he would always go off campus. During, no, civics. Um, what is that? Civics? Really? Like world studies? Like, are you being serious? I'm being serious. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> no, no. Hold on. Wait, civics. I, I know the Honda civics. No, and we didn't learn about Honda civics. Go ahead. Sorry, oh, it says the study of the rights and duties of citizenship. Ah, uh, that's an ironic situation. Okay. Anyway, yeah, civics class. So this teacher, um, he lived very close to campus and he was tenured, basically meaning that there's a lot that he would have to do to get fired. Okay. So he would go off campus during our class every time, every single time and let his dogs out. Okay. So towards the end of the year, this man decided for some reason to trust us bunch of fucking 16 17 year old kids learning about independence terrible idea <laughs> with a test he said the answers are on the my desk nobody look at them i'm gonna be back in 45 minutes they literally do this experiment with kids with the marshmallow okay. test oh yeah the marshmallow test so we <laughs> did look at them and right. <laughs> our dumb fucking asses nobody changed their answers nobody Oh, okay. so everybody passed the test hundred percent. So two days later, he comes into class and he's like, he's giving us a lecture. He's telling us off. And he's like, I am failing every single one of you. Now, mind you, if this was like my junior year and you need this class in order to graduate. Okay. So, and there are some seniors in the class and he's like, I'm failing every single one of you. And he's like threatening us. And one kid stood, stood up and he's like, you're not going to do that. What you're going to do is you're going to give us 100% in the test or all of us will go to the principal and let the principal know that you've been going off campus and leaving children unsupervised for this entire semester. 
And we were all just like, <gasps> nice. like, oh my God, what's happening next? What's, what's he gonna do? And it was like a stare off between the two yeah. of them, but nobody was like, I'm not gonna go to the principal. And nobody was yeah, like, oh yeah. So everybody was just quiet. And the teacher comes, fine, you all pass, but I'm giving you B's. And we were all like, Fine cool. And so after class, we were all like, oh my God, you're the man. That was so fucking awesome. I don't remember who that kid was, but I remember that half. Hell yeah. Bullshit. Like, oh, Huge power move. Really was. But also like, That's why wouldn't he just right take them with him? Like, why would you leave them there and be like, guys, just so you know, the answers to the test, they're on my desk, but I'm trusting you all <laughs> not to look at them. You're like, he's, he was either setting you all up or like, yeah. I don't even under, I don't even know. I don't know. But if he was setting us up, I don't think he would care if we like blackmail them. You know what I mean? I think he'd be yeah. like, do it. Go. So he's just dumb is what yeah. he is. Okay. Wow. Um, sorry. Sorry, teacher. Um, but not sorry. Okay. So, <laughs> so let's move into our topic for today. And I, I want to kick this off by saying that um, this actually came out of a question that we asked you guys in the Inner Bloomers Facebook group, which is our private Facebook community. If you're not in there, just look for Inner Bloomers, request to join, and we'll let you in. On Facebook. Mm-hmm. I know you said that already. I'm just reiterating. Mansplaining to the On audience. Facebook. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> and so we asked, we asked, sometimes we ask you guys for topic suggestions because we want to know what you guys want us to talk about. Yep. Um, so one of the suggestions came from one of our sweet, sweet members, another podcast co-host, Carrie Fox. Um, And she said, is there a correlation between mental health disorders, for example, anxiety, depression, OCD, et cetera, and psychic gifts slash openness? Maybe when you're on your spiritual path, there's a better willingness to connect with self. And as a part of that process, we lean towards adding labels to help us define ourselves. These buckets tend to help us with connectedness, for example, oh, you see dead people? Me too. Equal besties. And then Bridget commented and said, oh boy, yes. It makes complete sense to me that neurodiversity would be linked to this. Also, coming from someone who has tendencies towards ADD, OCD, and anxiety, I personally see this making so much sense. And then um, Tammy chimed in talking about how um, this woman, I think it's a woman named Pat Longo, has done research and turns out a lot of mediums have the same backstory of anxiety, depression, paranoia, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought this would be a good topic to talk about because um, Ambrosia and I have both been kind of confronting this in our own lives a lot this year. And um, I, I, I think I've shared about it at some point a couple times. I don't really remember how much in depth I have, but um, I was diagnosed with OCD this year, um, and that was after a lot of kind of introspection and realization and research and realizing that, oh, the way that my mind works, actually there's a name for that. There's a way, there's a, there's a name for the, the way that I ruminate. There's a name for, uh, there's a classification for it and there's a specific treatment for it. And I, this whole time in my life, I always just kind of thought like, that's just how it is. That's just how anxiety is. And that's just, uh, kind of how everybody deals with that. Everybody thinks that way. Everybody. Um, so, and Ambie, what do, do you want to share what you've been 
kind of? Yeah. So I've been by, uh, I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, the, um, depressant bipolar disorder. And I personally have really struggled with this. Like, I feel like, and I don't want to talk for you, but I feel like when you were diagnosed with it, you were like, that makes sense. Like check, check, check. Yeah, I went to get diagnosed because I'm like, this is what it is. Yeah. So for me, it was very different for me when the therapist was like, I think you have bipolar disorder. I was like, no, no, I don't. Yeah. And she's like, do you feel this, this, this? No, I don't feel that way. And what I've realized is there are two different types of bipolar disorder. I am not the manic type, which is why it doesn't for a long time. It didn't feel like a fit. But when I'm like right now is my mania right now is my manic episode because I'm actually feeling normal. I feel happy. Mm. I feel good. I feel like I'm, I'm productive and cleaning. I'm doing all the things that I should be doing. Um, but that's actually like when it's bipolar disorder on a depressant level, that's like the, the mania part, right? Mm. The depression part is like, I'm a piece of shit. Nobody loves me. I isolate myself. I don't post on social media. I really like go into a really downward negative spiral mm-hmm. of like really bad self-talk. And I did not know that that was a very normal part of depression, uh, bipolar disorder. You feel like nobody loves you. You come up with reasons on why people don't love you. You've come up with reasons on why people you're not worthy of love, all of those things. And this last year I've tried three, I'm on my third type of medication for it. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I had an allergic reaction to one made me gain a bunch of weight. So we're, I'm on my third one. Um, and I've really struggled with that emotionally. Do I want to take medication because the fucked up part of this with depression, bipolar disorder, anxiety issues like that is that when you're not in those episodes, you genuinely don't think you need medicine. You genuinely don't think you need therapy. You don't think you need anything. Like right now I could convince myself, I don't need it. I'm fine. And I had to make a video of myself when I was in a depression spiral, telling myself when I'm in a mania spiral, you need this. You need to talk to a therapist. You need to get on medication. I can't do this anymore. This is hard. It's difficult. People you don't feel like anybody loves you. And when you're in a good episode, you don't remember how this feels. Just like when I'm in a bad episode, I don't remember what it feels like to be in a good episode. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think that is like the really, well, and and the other part of it, I would imagine is that with medication, I don't know, I've always been very resistant to, okay, ever since I got on my spiritual path, right, I did the thing, we've talked about this a million times, and I think a lot of people do this, where you're like, oh, I see now, all of the world is bad, and like, right. like society sucks, and only natural things are good, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, like TV. You made your own deodorant, didn't you? I did, and I fucked up my armpits. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been in that much pain. I swear to fucking God. I swear to fucking God. I would like cry. the toothpaste with, uh, without fluoride. Oh, I still have toothpaste oh, with you no still fluoride. Have flu- okay. No, but it's okay. good. Okay. It, this fluoride. shit's good. This shit's good. Is it good? My, <laughs> my husband always jokes. He's like, I want extra fluoride in my toothpaste. 
I'm like, okay, okay. He's like, huh, it's kind of weird. I'm going to take your fluoride, please. He's always like, it's kind of weird because like I hadn't, he hadn't, we went to the dentist together and like he hadn't been in like legit 10 years and I hadn't been in like three years or something like that. Now, now we go more regularly. But um, anyway, they were like, wow, it looks, your teeth look great to him. To me, two and a half cavities. And I'm like, he's like, huh, maybe you need some fluoride. <laughs> I don't need the fluoride. Anyway. And it, it's, it just shows, it exemplifies like it's something small, but because you're told in the spiritual community that it's going to calcify your pineal, pineal gland, yeah, right? Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Anyway, that you, this fluoride is bad. And that's yeah. not the case because I take fluoride. I put the little stuff on the yeah. fluoride on my teeth. Like I'm good. I can still talk to dead people. We're good. Well, now I just like this toothpaste. It's- okay. I'm not judging you. I'm not. <laughs> but see, yeah, there's little things that we, but you're right. Yeah. There's little things we hang on to. But Eating anyway, meat, I was such a dick about me. Go ahead. So was I. Uh, uh, coffee. About coffee. Yes. Oh yeah, coffee. You've been through all. And of it. you go through. You go through the idea that like you are better than yeah. other people, or like you because know you more than other people. Like I, yeah. I know what coffee does, and yeah. so like you can drink it. Like, go ahead, but did you I'm not know going to. that if you gave up coffee, your life would be so much better. <laughs> There's that meme that's like, did you know that if you give up coffee, you can be 60% more likely to commit suicide, basically, <laughs> or, whatever, or like 60% more TikTok. dissatisfied with your yeah, life? Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so when I went through my kind of spiritual awakening, I'm I'm a very all or nothing person. So I was that person that was like, I don't want, I don't want, I don't even want to go to the real regular doctor. I don't need to go to the doctor. I don't need any of this. I'm manifesting it all. And look, do I believe that we manifest things? Do I believe we can think things into being? Do I believe that we have more power over the way that our body works, for example, than we think? Yes. Now, do I believe currently that that means that medic- medicine is bad and doctors are bad and like watching TV is bad and all this stuff. No, I actually really have come to a place in my life where I understand that we are not spiritual so that we can just like be monk. Being spiritual doesn't mean cool. I'm a monk now and I just resi- resign myself, like take all my belongings and take everything that belongs to the society and take my cell phone and take all that because I'm just going to be a monk. And that's why I came into this world. That's why I incarnated here this time. Like, or I'm not going to be human. I'm not going to be human and have a human experience because I'm above having a human experience. Like that's not what that means. And if that's your reality, then cool. Like that's do you boo. That's your reality. But I think that for a lot of us in this community, you go through different phases and then you realize like, okay, I actually can live in both worlds at the same time. And also it's okay. If I take medication, it's okay. If I do this, it's okay. If I use fluoride or I don't use fluoride or if it's okay, if like I drink coffee or I drink tea, because I think the big thing here is that it, you have to do what is right for you what feels best for you. And that doesn't make you less spiritual than someone. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. It's okay. Exactly. Like, exactly. And that's the biggest lesson that I've learned from being diagnosed with OCD. It's like, okay, I was – I remember before I went to get diagnosed for months, many months, I tell you how I was feeling and you'd be like, well, maybe you should explore medication. And I would be like, 
Mm, what maybe. a fucking hypocrite. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but you were right. And I, I, it wasn't that I wasn't open to it. It just kind of felt like I didn't know how to go about it. I wasn't really sure. And mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I waited until I literally one day woke up and was like, I cannot live like this anymore. I yeah. cannot. Because at that point, I was ready to do whatever it took to rectify this and to feel different and feel better. And yeah. so when I went to the psychiatrist, I went there saying, I want you to evaluate me. I want you to tell me, do I have OCD or not? And if I have OCD, I want you to tell me, would I benefit from medication? Which medication? Yada, yada, yada. Spent 90 minutes with her. She diagnosed me at the end. And she also is not one of those psychiatrists that is like prescription happy. Like she was like looking for reasons not to prescribe me, you know? Yeah. Um, And uh, anyway, so then she started me on Zoloft and I am not kidding you. Like I look back at that and I'm like, that is one of the best decisions you ever made in your entire life to me, Mm -hmm. to myself. That it, I, I, it has actually changed my life. And I think that there are a lot of people in the spiritual community, and I know this because someone just messaged me about it recently and was asking about my experience going on medication for uh, OCD. And they are someone who's very spiritual. They are a part of our community. And they were saying they're, they were scared because in their own life, they're, they've been diagnosed with some pretty intense anxiety. And it's been brought up about the option of medication. And I think part of them was feeling like, hmm, that could help me. But another part of them was saying, but what if it affects my intuition? What if it changes me? What if it blah, 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 blah. And what I want to say is- It will. It will. And it will be good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You'll feel fucking normal. Here's the reality is that like, I thought the same thing. Go ahead. Sorry. I jumped in your experience. I'll share my experience after. I'm all I wanted to say was what it did for me. I can only speak to me, but what mm-hmm. it went for it did for me is that it, yeah, it did change me. It it being on this antidepressant actually made my intuition louder because what it did was it took away all of the other loudness and chaos and just chitter chatter in my head that made me doubt myself, that made me fearful all the time, that made me exhausted. It just got all that out of the way. And what's left? You, right? Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to say that, that like, I understand people's fear about that, but genuinely medication can be so helpful when you have a disorder going on in your brain to get those things out of your way, get yourself out of your own way so you can actually feel yourself and hear yourself and feel good about yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Absolutely. So um, I was going to say, so one of the things that I was nervous about with the first medication that made me gain a bunch of weight was actually an antipsychotic. And that freaked me the fuck out right away because it's the name. And because growing up, my mother told me like, you probably have schizophrenia. You're probably crazy. Don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really, I even told the therapist, like, I'm really nervous because what if I'm not intuitive? Like, what if I stop hearing the voices? Mm-hmm. And then she said to me, well, that would be a good thing then, right? And I was like, <laughs> no, that's like my not whole fucking job. <laughs> yeah. No, that would not be a good thing. <laughs> And she was like, well, she's like, well, how about we cross that bridge when we get there? Um, if 
if that happens, she gave me her number and she's like, call me, like, if you have any reaction. And what happened was I actually could hear my intuition and like my guides, people's guides and people that have passed away clearer. I could hear it better. Like Alexa said, there wasn't as much chitter chatter going on. There wasn't as much doubt. Mm -hmm. And so her and I kind of like laughed about it afterwards. But the thing that I thought was great was that she never made me feel um, crazy. She never made me feel like this is, you probably do have schizophrenia. She actually said to me, I don't think you do have schizophrenia because it presents differently actually than what you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. But I want to put you on an antipsychotic because um, if like with bipolar disorder, it could, if it's the wrong medication, it could flip me out to the mania kind of bipolar disorder. And then I'm, um, it can increase, uh, tendencies for suicide. There's a lot of negative aspects of, um, the medication. So that's why she put me on an antipsychotic and it didn't work, but we're trying a different one anyway. But I've also been diagnosed with PTSD, um, because of my childhood. I've also, I've been diagnosed with a lot of mental health issues that I keep very private, um, mainly because I don't want people to judge me. I don't want people to um, think that that I am crazy, right? Or that I am, um, I don't know, less than. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we associate crazy with is less than. Mm -hmm. And I don't think even people that have very serious schizophrenia or very serious, um, mental health issues. I don't think they are less than. So I, I have been told, I remember the first time I went to therapy was when I was 19 and I told my mom, I was going to go to therapy and her response was why you're not crazy. Uh And I think that you have to understand that she's 77 her generation, there was a really negative stigma with um, therapy, mental health resources, things like that, because you have to think about up into up until the 60s. So that's a very that's pretty recent. Up until the 60s, they were doing <clears throat> electric shock therapy. They were doing um, uh, lobotomies on people. The last patient that did a lobotomy was 1965. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what that is, Google it. Um, It's pretty graphic, though. I want to warn you. But so people that were viewed less than, right, and that could be a variety of things, viewed less than, were basically forced against their will to have their brain altered in really serious, significant ways. So there's a lot of fear around mental health, even talking about mental health when it comes to older generations, And it's valid. It's justified. It makes sense. But also for me, it creates, or it did create a sense of I'm less than because I have depression, because I have bipolar disorder, because I have PTSD, um, instead of a way to, a way to understand how my brain works, what triggers me, and then what can push me back out of that. Yeah. It go. It kind of reminds me of what we were talking about with our guests yesterday, which this will come. That episode will come out after this, so if you haven't heard it, you didn't miss anything. But um, we were talking about astrology, 
and what we were talking about is how like everybody's a st- the reason it's important if you feel kind of confused or lost to look at your chart or refer to your chart is because everybody's charts is so unique to them like we we society kind of tends to treat everyone like oh we're all just the same and you know if you should fit into this box and if you don't then what the hell and in, in actuality we all come here with very different intentions with very different intentions for the personality we're going to be and the struggles we're going to have and the challenges we're going to overcome and the relationships we're going to have and the type of environment we're going to have and all this, right? And Mm -hmm. so it's like, if you let society tell you what to do, you're, you might be walking down the complete wrong path because that path was never meant for you. And, and I think it goes into exactly what you're talking about, Ambie. It's the same thing. It's like, you know, um, we all have things. We all have specific tendencies and specific um, issues and challenges that we deal with, uh, whether that falls into the neurodivergent category um, or or mental health or whatever. Um, but I think that it's really important that the stigma is going away. Like we were talking about the stigma with the older generations of like, you only go to therapy if you're crazy or and you also you don't want to let anyone know that anything's wrong with you. Yeah, because, you want to keep it to yourself. Yeah, I think I think again, Gen Z to save the day because Gen Z is the one that's like, yo, I have serious depression. Like I don't want to be alive right now. Like yeah, and yeah. and talking about it and making music about it and starting groups about it. And um I think that that transparency has helped a lot of other people be like, "Oh, this isn't this doesn't mean something's wrong with me. It just means like this is something I'm experiencing. And what I mean is it doesn't mean I'm bad or wrong or like right. I didn't do something right. It's just that um, my brain works in this particular way. So I need to balance mm-hmm. it. I need to find how to balance it. And that's why it's like if medication is the best thing that balances that, great. <laughs> like use the medication. Yeah. If <laughs> if being in nature is the best, like, you know, changing jobs or something is the best thing that balances right. that, do that. But um, the the point is that I think we have to acknowledge that we all have very unique chemistries, like inner body chemistries, very unique makeups, and that we also, from a larger, broader perspective, a spiritual perspective, I believe we designed it that way. Like we, yeah. we came in no, we came in with those intentions in some way because it's part of what we need to learn, you know? Absolutely. I would agree with that 100%. I would – and I've had – like, I don't think I've ever shared my childhood on here and I probably never will because it's my business and I'm very, I'm actually pretty private about my mental health, um, again, but for other reasons, but I do feel like, yeah, my childhood happened for specific reasons, right? Like you think about, I saw a TikTok on this and I was like, oh shit. So I am a millennial. I am one of the first, I was born in 83 the first year from millennial is 82, 83, depending upon what source you're looking at. Okay. So most millennials do She's not. trying to pull rank on us. No, 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 no. <laughs> most millennials don't, they weren't latchkey kids. That was a Gen X thing, right? Mm-hmm. However, because I was raised by someone who is significantly older, I was a latchkey kid. So I have trauma from Gen Z or wait, not Gen Z, Gen X but also millennial trauma. So just that right there, like you want to talk about abandonment issues. I didn't see a grown up 
literally for days. And I was expected to kind of take care of myself and handle my shit and go to school and do what I was supposed to do. And that creates a sense of abandonment, like a very serious sense of abandonment. And so just that part alone, you would think that someone would be like, maybe we should get some mental health for this kid. No, 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 no. That was not the case because even when I'm going through my divorce now, the first thing my mom said to me was, dude, I said, I'm going to go to therapy, right? And I'm going to put the kids in therapy. And she said, don't do that. And I said, why? She goes, because when it comes to lawyers and things like that, it's going to look bad against you if you are in therapy. And I said, no, it is not. Yeah. Like we need therapy. We're going through a traumatic experience. We need to talk about it. We need coping strategies. We need this is outside of my realm of expertise and I need help. Yeah. Right. I can't take care of myself. I can't take care of my kids. I need help with this. So we all went to family therapy, you know? And I think that that's, that's healthy. And that's also um, asking for help does not mean that you are weak in any way. And I think that that's the stigma that's been associated with mental health in the past is that if you are depressed, if you have anxiety, if you have OCD, If you have bipolar disorder, you're weaker than a normal, and I'm air quoting that person. But the reality is that nobody's normal. There is no fucking normal. Yeah, like, and who decides that? Who decides that? (laughs) So, but I do think the question originally proposed was, is there association with um, sixth sense or extrasensory perception and mental, mental health issues, right? Depression, anxiety, et cetera. And I would say for me, absolutely. Um, there were lots of times in my childhood that I was unsafe and I was unsafe with hu- with other humans and I was unsafe by myself. And I think that it didn't necessarily develop because I can remember, I can remember memories of being like really, really small and knowing that someone else was in the room with me. Mm-hmm. But I think that it heightened or that it was more present because of the situations that I was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, I also feel like <sighs> I also feel like um, well, I think something else that Carrie said in the original thing was like, is it also a way for us to connect with each other, right? Is it mm-hmm. also a way for us to build community? The same way that we build community through this like, hey, I'm intuitive, like she was saying, hey, I see dead people, oh, me too, um, is there's a lot of power in being like, hey, I also experience this neurodivergent tendency, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and therefore – And then coming together in community, as we've been talking about that Gen Z has been so good at doing, like sharing stories, building community around it. And Mm -hmm. then then having the power to push movements forward that are supportive of these tendencies and of these differentiations, if you want to call them that, from the standard view of society and, quote, normal people, which we just said doesn't really exist – But that's the whole thing is that like when nobody's talking about it and nobody is um, sharing their experience, then of course nothing's going to change because nobody even knows that this is weird. And then the second that we all start talking about, it's the same thing with racism. It's the same thing with sexism. It's the same thing with homophobia, transphobia, all these things that are coming up right now. It's the 
recognizing that we are the same from people Mm -hmm. that we don't know and coming together and saying, okay, and how can we make this world more accessible for this community and for other communities that are struggling? And um, I also think that the more that we, um, the more that we accept and create space for these um, communities, the more that society, the, the less power like society really has over people in the way that it has been. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's saying like, hey, we don't fit into a box and we never yeah. will. And you're not going to put us in a box, you know? Mm-hmm. And it gives a lot more power back to the people, I feel like. So um, I would agree. I also think, though, that there can be like a thin line or maybe not a thin line, but there can be a line between um, building community and relating to one another and trauma dumping on somebody. So I would, because I've done both of those things, right? Like when, and trauma dumping is really like when you meet somebody for the first time or maybe the second or third time, and you're just unloading all of your shit on them. That's not socially appropriate. Right. Yeah. So, cause you don't really know this person and through many, many years of therapy, I've learned that it's a self-defense mechanism to actually push people away. And why tell everybody your shit up front and then they leave. They're like, see, they weren't my people. That's fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Instead of getting to know them and building that relationship and then, you know, having that community or going into a space that's designated for neurodivergent people and then sharing that information. But like at the grocery store with the checkout person, maybe not the most appropriate time to trauma dump on someone. Right. So or like when you're going on a first date same type of thing. And then you, what happens is the other person will trauma dump on you and then you feel connected and bonded, Mm -hmm. but it's a false bonding. Mm -hmm. It's a false sense of closeness as compared to what Alexa is talking about, which is a genuine sense of connection. Oh man, I used to trauma dump so much. I I I used to, actually that is an aspect of OCD as well is that you feel like you have to tell everyone everything that's ever happened to you like that day. It's like, oh my God, my parents would call me when I was little because I didn't get to see them a lot because they were working in the news. So they'd come home late. So they'd always call me right when I got home from school and they'd be like, okay, they were so sweet. And they were like, what, what happened at school today? And I'd be like, okay, well, and I'd, I'd literally start at like, 9.05. Okay, first thing. And I, I mean, this call would go on. God bless my parents because I would be like, I cannot do this. Um, And they did it for years, years. Like that's just like how much they loved me slash felt guilty about not being there. Right. But but anyway, so what I was going to say though is something that I've noticed and and this is not something that I experience in the spiritual com- this is not something I experience in my life but I know many people in this community do and Ambie I feel like you've shared about it but I don't want to put words in your mouth is um I've actually noticed a high correlation between people who are intuitive and identify as spiritual and identify as um yeah having extrasensory abilities and people who have dyslexia Oh, wow. I've noticed a very strong correlation. Yeah, I have dyslexia pretty badly, actually. Yeah, I thought you shared about that, but I didn't, Mm -hmm. I wasn't positive. Yeah, I have dyslexia pretty bad. Yeah, and so what I've noticed is like very sensitive people have dyslexia. And I'm like, oh, that's a pretty interesting correlation because when you have dyslexia, right, that means that you're switching like letters around and words around and stuff like it's Mm -hmm. hard to read, right? It's hard to read. Some In severe cases, it's hard to speak 
sometimes you get your words mixed up. Um, but so what yeah. that tells me is like, cool. So from a very early age, you're noticing that like you're not perceiving information the way that everybody else is and you're not processing information the way that everybody else is. So you have to use other abilities to get the information. And I think that mm. that's really interesting. Personally. That is interesting. Huh. I love that. That is can, that is cool. Can I share some comments Please from do. Facebook? Okay. So let's see. Um, <laughs> Andrea said, Ambie, thank you for alleviating my fear of fluoride. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> uh, Judy said, I just went through the same thing two months on Adderall and I've never felt better. I was so fearful it would change me as well. Yep. Um, Andrea said, finally having medication for ADHD and anxiety at the age of 35. I can't believe I went my entire life struggling so hard without help. Andrea, me and you, like exactly the same. That's exactly what I think. I'm like, oh my God, I could have had this my whole life. What? But you know what? I wasn't meant to. I wasn't yeah. meant to. Like, yeah. I think I was meant to have that experience for the first like third of my life. And um, anyway, okay. Renee. Hi, Renee. Oh my God. It's, this is cool. It says, um, it's telling us how long, how many anniversaries people have followed us. So Renee is a fourth anniversary follower. That means. We Thanks Renee. Miss yeah. you. I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Miss you. Love you. What did um, Renee say? Oh, sorry. Renee said, thank you for sharing. Love you girls. Um, uh, Andrea said the more people who share their mental health story, the more people can relate and not feel so isolated or damaged. Yeah, 100%. it's like very personally empowering. Because when you, if you think that something's just you, then you feel shame about it, right? But if you mm -hmm. realize, oh, because that's when I got my diagnosis of OCD, I felt relieved. I felt like, oh, and I felt powerful all of a sudden. Whereas before I just thought, oh, I'm fucked up. Like, why would I? Why? I remember I would tell you what I was thinking and feeling. I'm like, I know it's fucked up, but this is what I'm feeling. And it's like, if you just say that to yourself every day, like, yeah, you just, you're fucked up. Like, you just think weird yeah. things and there's no real reason for it. You know, that's disempowering. See, I felt like that after I got diagnosed. I felt like, oh, I'm more I'm fucked, fucked up, up than I thought I was. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Oh, no. And so I had to, well, because there's such a negative stigma associated with bipolar disorder, depression, yeah. PTSD. Like, you think, like, I'm not a war vet. Why do I have PTSD, right? Yeah. So, like, there's such negative correlations there that, yeah, I was like, I really struggled with that for a little bit. I can see that. I get that. Um, Jameson. Hi, Jameson. Said, Jameson! Miss and love you guys. And then miss you. Sarah Luna Rodriguez says, seriously needed to hear this conversation today. I was contemplating getting off Adderall, but work is almost impossible without it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just, just be aware of, of what you need and what helps you. And if it helps you, then keep doing it. And if it doesn't help you, then put, we talked about this recently. We talked about this on our 500th episode with marijuana. If it's helping you, use it as a tool. If it's not, if put not, it down and move on. Um, and I want to share really quick yeah. two resources. One, yeah. there's this app called Julie J, excuse me, J-U-L-I. And what it does is it, you type in like how many cups of coffee, how much alcohol, how much exercise did you go outside, all of these things. And it analyzes your mood and things like that. And then it correlates you have less activity outside, so you're going to be in a 
sad mood, you have more um, coffee, you're um, in a better mood or whatever it is. And then it gives you those analytics to help you know how to manage your mental health, basically. Um, And it's free. Um, BetterHelp also is another one. This is not a sponsored ad, but I will tell you (laughs) that I have had friends reach out and be like, by the way, uh, BetterHelp is only $320 a month and you you should sign up for it. I can't speak. So um, those are two things that you could do pretty discreetly. No one would know. And it helps your your mental health. I'm looking at the Julie thing right now. That's very cool. Very it's a very cool. cool app. Yeah, I like it. And then you like write in a little note on like what happened the day before. You can set timers to have it go off. So you check in um, and it takes like five seconds to check in with it. So it's yeah. nice. That is super awesome. Um, by the way, I also want to, sh- since we're shouting things out, um, I want to shout out um, the app NoCD. Um, it's it's a free app. You can download it at NOCD. Um, for anyone that thinks that they might have OCD in particular, so obviously this is only for people who think they might have OCD. Maybe you're unsure. Maybe you just want to explore it. Um, if you download the app, you can um, get connected with an OCD specialized therapist uh, very quickly, and they can basically diagnose you or not. Um, and then if you need treatment, they can give you the treatment right through the app. Um, and it goes through insurance, which is pretty awesome. Um, so it's, it's very affordable and, um, and it's just a really good resource for like understanding it, uh, community, being a community and getting connected with someone who can help you and, and all that. So, um, again, that's NOCD. Um, okay, let's talk about, uh, really quick, because we got to go, because we have a, a Patreon thing. Um, let's talk very quickly about announcements. So don't forget, guys, that we are giving away a full membership to our Super Bloom course and community, which is our intuitive development course and community um, that we've designed specifically for beginner intuitives, people who are wanting to grow their intuition and learn to trust themselves, maybe even mm-hmm. do this professionally one day. It's it's up to you what you do with it. Um, but we are giving away one membership to someone who is in our Patreon. And you can be a patron at any level. You could be a $5 patron or a $250 patron. It doesn't matter. But basically at the end of this month, at the end of July, we, we will pick the winner actually on August 1st. So just make sure you're signed up if you want to enter to win. Um, Ambie, do you want to talk about, you know, for those who are ready to sign up for Super Bloom now, do you want to talk about um, the 10% that we're yeah, giving? Yeah, so um, also I want to say really quick that the course was designed, like, because so many people came to both of us and said, I don't know if I'm crazy or intuitive. So the course is designed to help you grow your intuition and help you confirm that you are not confirm that you are intuitive. Yes. So, um, what we decided to do for the month of July and the month of August is we're donating 10% to a charity called sister song. And what they do is they help women of color, um, with, uh, reproductive needs. And right now with everything going on, Um, we felt like it was really important to do something to help and do something to give back. So every, um, 
every person that signs up for the 12 week course with the membership, 10% of those uh, signups go towards donating to Sister Song. And if you want more info on the uh, charity or the the group that we're donating to, just Google them, Sister Song, and it goes over all of their information. Um, they're a really good company. I really like the way that they're working with women of color. Um, and that's why we picked them. Yeah, it's it's a really cool organization. And um, yeah, and just so you guys know how that breaks down, um, it's essentially it's a, a, at least $200 a person is going to mm-hmm. them. So you sign up and $200 of that is going to them. So it's a pretty significant donation that you get just by helping yourself yeah. you're, and you're automatically helping um, the cause and, and, and fight for rights. And I also felt like personally, when Roe v. Wade got overturned, I was like, okay, I want to do something, but I don't know what to do. Um, and so I spent a lot of research and a lot of time looking up different charities and organizations and how they help women or, or people who have uteruses and who is the most, um, affected by this things of that nature. And so that's why we pick Sister Song, because that organization is really good. And what they are doing is helping the community so much. So instead of, you know, trying to start something new or doing uh, like marching or anything like that, um, if you don't know what to do and you want to grow your intuition, this is a really good way to get involved and do something and feel like you're helping out. Um, because sometimes I feel like all we need is, is to feel like our help matters. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, that being said, um, by the way, if you want to sign up for super bloom, you can find it on our website at the, at the navigation bar, literally, uh, innerbloom.com. You can find it up top or you can find it in the show notes here. Um, the other thing we want to mention real quick is that if you are one of our patrons, go to Patreon now, literally right now, you can vote on uh, one of our bonus episodes that we do every month exclusively on Patreon. And this one is our intuitive investigation episode. So uh, I saw someone like, okay, go what? ahead. Go ahead. What? <laughs> you saw someone someone, what? someone uh, commented Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, oh shit. I didn't add that. Oh my god! Oh, I forgot. That that's one. good. I don't want to feel into it. Oh, so okay. Good. Great. Well, <laughs> do you want to know what the the leading? Yeah. Uh, what are the, the what top are the three? Yeah. The top three right now, and I just posted this like thirty minutes ago. Top three right now are mermaids is at number one. Okay. Um, Area fifty one is at number two. Cool. Cool. And John. I feel like we're going to be disappointed. <laughs> About Area fifty one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have in my head um, Independence Day. That's all. (laughs) Okay. It's very visual and uh, exciting in there. Um, And the third is uh, JonBenet Ramsey. We also have on here in the running the Georgia Guidestones. People are interested in that. Um, uh, The Clintons. (laughs) Ooh, that's a good one. Oh my god! The other day, I I can't believe my mom. My mom brought up something about the. She's like, she was talking about like QAnon. She was like something about like the Clintons are not blah 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 blah. And I was like, sure, but they are murderers. And my mom's like, no, they are not. And I was like, yes, they are. And she and I think she kept hearing me 
say she was thinking I was saying they're like pedophiles or they're whatever. Right, right, right. I don't know. I was just like, Mom, yes, they, they are, they are, they are murder. Like there, there's so much evidence. It's insane. And then when she finally heard what I was saying, murder, she's like, Oh, well, I don't. No, I wouldn't call them murders, but I do have questions about Vince, uh, whatever. Which I mean, is people that just murder. end up disappearing around them. Yeah, so, all like, the time. do I think all do I think that they are killing people? No, yeah. no, but I think that they are paying people to. Oh yeah, yeah, kill yeah, other yeah, people yeah, for sure. Of course, of course, so. of course, of course. But you know, and I think again that goes to a generational thing. Like the like gener- older generations trust the government. Newer right, generations right, right, do right. not like yeah. <laughs> fuck the government. So. Totally, totally. I just couldn't believe my mom was like, oh, yeah, well, I do have questions about that one guy. <laughs> um, Not fun, about the other 17. Yeah, I don't think she knows about them. Fun fact, Bill Clinton tried to get my mom fired when uh, she <gasps> at her first job. No, no. Oh, my God. We're going to have – that's going to have to be an episode. I'm pretty sure I told the story, but okay. No, uh, I'll tell didn't? It I'll tell it in My reaction would not be – maybe it's possible I forgot. <laughs> Um, okay. And so just so you guys know, you have a couple days to vote on that. And then we are going to be live streaming that episode. Whoever wins that, that vote, uh, we're going to be live streaming that on G- uh, July 28th, which is next Thursday at 1 PM Eastern standard time. So you guys will be able to ask whatever questions you have. Um, and then the final thing I want to announce is that our monthly convos with arc nine, which is for the Patreon, the dragonfly tier and up. We are actually doing that this Friday. So this Friday, the 22nd of July uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, And uh, this is where you guys get to send in a question or two and we get to ask the ARC-9. And then you guys get to watch live or watch the replay. So um, make sure you keep a lookout in Patreon. I will have something posted and you guys can comment your questions if you don't, if you aren't able to join live. Um, And I think that's it. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Keep on blooming. Keep on blooming, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.